Jaya Radha Madhava Kunja Bihari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunja Bihari Gopi Janavalabha Girivaradhari Gopi Janavalabha Jashuranandana Brajajanaranjana Jashuranandana Brajajanaranjana Yashuranandana Brajajanaranjana Jamuna Tira Bonachari Jamuna Tira Bonachari Jamuna Tira
Before we start in the Srimad Bhagavatam, we should first offer our respectful obeisances unto the personality of Godhead Narayan, unto Nara Narayan Rishi, the supermost human being, unto Mother Saraswati, the goddess of learning, and unto Srila Vyasadeva, the author, by, regular, by attending regular classes on Srimad Bhagavatam and by rendering service unto the pure devotees. All that is troublesome to the heart is thus practically destroyed, and loving service unto the glorious Lord becomes established as an irrevocable fact. Reading from Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 1, Chapter 6. Oops, I got this on the wrong page here. Uh, text number 32, correct? Please repeat. Deva Dhatam Imang Vinang Swara Brahma Vibhushitang Murchayitva 
हरि गायमानश्रामी अहम देवदाता स्वारब्रह्म विभूषिता मूर्चयिवा हरिकायमानश्चरम्यदातम्यवारब्रह्म विभूषिता मूर्चयिवा हरिकायमानश्चरम्य स्वारब्रह्म विभूषिता मूर्चाया हरिकायमानश्चरम्यदत्थीण स्वारब्रह्म विभूषिता मूर्चयिवा हरिकता Everybody, come on. This is where you practice how to how to do this. So, if you don't know how to do it properly, just chant every word, and you can do it. Devadatham imam vinam. स्वारब्रह्मूषिता मूर्चयिवा हरिकायमानश्चरम्यदत्तम्यवरब्रह्म विभूषिणर्चयिवा हरिकता स्वरब्रह्म विभूषिण मूर्चयिवा हरिकायमानश्चरम्यहम Some of the ladies can try. 
devadatam imam vinam swara brahma vibhushitam murchayidva harikatam gayamana sharamyaham devatattam imam vinam swara brahma vibhushitam murchayidva harikatam gayamana sharamyaham Deva, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Shri Krishna, Datam, gifted by, Imam, this, Vinam, a musical stringed instrument, Swara, singing, Excuse me, singing meter. Brahma, transcendental. Vibhusitam, decorated with. Murchayitva, vibrating. Harikatam, transcendental message. Gayamanaha. Singing constantly. Charami. Do move. Aham. I. So this is Narmuni still speaking to Srila Vyasadeva. <coughs> Translation and purport by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami, Srila Prabhupada Kijai. Please repeat. And thus I travel. <coughs> Constantly singing the transcendental message of the glories of the Lord. Vibrating this instrument called a vena, which is charged with transcendental sound and which was given to me by Lord Krishna. Sweet, right? Narada got gifted the Veena by Krishna himself. Purport. I'll read it again. And thus I travel, constantly seeing the transcendental message of the glories of the Lord, vibrating <clears throat> this instrument called a Veena, which is charged with transcendental sound and which was given to me by Lord Krishna, purport. The musical stringed <clears throat> instrument called the Veena, which was handed to Narada by Lord Sri Krishna, is described in the Linga Purana. And this is confirmed by Srila Jiva Goswami. This transcendental instrument is identical with Lord Sri Krishna and Narada because all of them are of the same 
transcendental category. Sound vibrated by the instrument cannot be material. And therefore, the glories and pastimes which are broadcast by the instrument of Narada are also transcendental without a tinge of material inebriety. The seven singing meters, namely Sa, Sadja, Ra, Rishaba, Gha, Gandhara, Ma, Madhyama, Pa, Panchama, Dha, Daivata, and Ni, Nishada, are also transcendental and specifically meant for transcendental songs. As a pure devotee of the Lord, Sri Narada Dev is always fulfilling his obligation to the Lord for his gift of the instrument. And thus he is always engaged in singing his transcendental glories and is therefore infallible in his exalted position. Following in the footsteps of Srila Narada Muni, a self-realized soul in the material world should also properly use the sound meters sa, ra, ga, ma, etc. in the service of the Lord by constantly singing the glories of the Lord as confirmed in the Bhagavad Gita. Srila Prabhupada Gita. And thus I travel constantly singing the transcendental message of the glories of the Lord, vibrating this instrument called a vena, which is charged with transcendental sound, which was given to me by Lord Krishna. So this isn't just a made-up story, as Prabhupada confirms here. Uh, described in the Linga Purana and also confirmed by Jiva Goswami. So this isn't just a story made up. This is confirmed in other Shastra that the Lord himself gifted Narada this beautiful transcendental instrument which is identical with Krishna and Narada because Narada, because the sound coming from it is totally transcendental as are the Lord and Narada Muni. So, this reminds me of Srila Prabhupada. Obviously, when he came to the West, I think he had a pair of kartals, but he didn't have a madranga yet, so he borrowed like some bongo drum and turned that into a transcendental instrument, which normally it wasn't, and sat and chanted Hare Krishna in Tompkins Square Park. <clears throat> And as a result of Srila Prabhupada's ecstatic love for Krishna, so many persons became attracted and became purified and became his disciples and followers. So Srila Prabhupada uh, also fulfilled his obligation. His guru asked him to distribute these books uh, these transcendental books, the Srimad Bhagavatam, actually the first canto was what Srila Prabhupada bought, brought 
Canto, First Canto, Part One, Two, and Three. Uh, one interesting story: when Prabhupada was trying to leave Vrindavan, get the blessings of the devotees, everybody was telling him, "Don't leave Vrindavan! Don't leave Vrindavan!" So he brought the Srimad Bhagavatam to this assembly of August sadhus and let them all look at the book and ask them, please bless this book so it can travel to the West. They're all like, oh yes, yes, yes. The book should travel to the West. And he said, also bless me so I can bring the books to the West and accompany the books to the West. So Prabhupada also fulfilled his obligation to his spiritual master. But Narada Muni, we see all throughout the Bhagavatam history, <clears throat> Narada Muni comes in all different varieties of circumstances to all different varieties of living beings, and he preaches the glories of the Lord to them. And they become so purified from his association that they're able to give up their abominable lives of sinful activities like Magrari the hunter. There was some hunter, and Narada Muni was traveling, and he sees all these half-killed animals, like, painfully struggling, because they had only been, like, half-killed. And it gave him so much pain. And he kept following this trail of dead bodies, and finally he came to Magrari. And he asked him, my dear sir, why do you just kill the living beings halfway instead of killing them all the way and, and, and allow them to suffer so much? He goes, I was trained like that by my father, so that's what I do. Naramuni said, better just to kill them completely all the way. But he said, somebody's got to fill me in on this because I'm, I'm forgetting some of the story. But basically, he asked him to, after a conversation, to give up killing animals altogether. And McGraw was a little upset. He was like, if I stop killing animals, how will I feed myself and my family like that? And Narda said, don't worry. You just begin chanting the holy names. And instead of giving him the Hare Krishna mantra, he told him to chant Mara, right? You've heard this? Mara, 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 right? That was Valmiki. Okay, so he, he asked, he asked Magrai just to chant the Hare Krishna mantra. See, I knew I was going to get mixed up somewhere. I thought, cause Mara, cause, cause he's killing everything, so that's why I thought he asked him to chant Mara. But anyway, so then Magrai started chanting the Hare Krishna mantra. And everybody started bringing him offerings. So he didn't even have to work. He was just living in his hut somewhere. And by the mercy of Narada Muni, he began chanting the holy names and Krishna supplied everything for him. Uh, uh, so many different... Dhruva Maharaj. Dhruva Maharaj had been insulted by his mother, Suruchi, right? Suniti was his mother? Or am I getting him mixed up? Huh? I can't hear you. Okay. 
So he had been insulted by his mother-in-law, his stepmother kind of, second queen mother, first queen mother. She was the favorite of uh, the king. And he wanted to sit on his father's lap, but she wouldn't let him because she said, you're not born from my womb. So when you, you know, whenever you're born from my womb, then you can sit on the lap of the king who is your father. So he was very upset, and his mother told him, basically, go to the forest and seek out the Lord. So he was a little five-year-old boy, and he just took off. Can you imagine? How old are your sons? Four and two? The big one is how old? Your sons, how old are they? Twelve already. How about the, the younger... Eight. Wow, man, time flies. Okay, so five years old, just imagine, right? That's really little. He takes off. He's all angry. He's a, he's a warrior, though. He's hot-blooded. So he goes out there to, you know, live in the forest. And who does he meet? The Lord has Nardamuni come and, and test Dhruva Maharaj. What are you doing? You should be home playing. You're only five. What is all this anger? What are you doing out here in the forest, you know? Well, I'm, you know, I'm really determined. I want to get a kingdom better than my grandfather. Who's his grandfather? Lord Brahma. So he's way up there in the beginning of the creation. This is Satya Yuga. This is like way early on in the creation. Narada Muni's like, no, you should just go back. You're too young. Don't worry about all this. Goes, I'm really sorry, but I have to do this. Please forgive me for not obeying your instruction. So the Nardamuni taught him how to chant and how to meditate. So then he went out and meditated, and Druva became so powerful. He was he had basically gone through the less eating. He was just eating some roots and fruits and water and then he stopped eating the roots and fruits and was eating just dry leaves and then he stopped eating the dry leaves was just drinking water and then he stopped drinking water he was just breathing and then gradually he perfected his pranayama meditation and stopped breathing because you can exist on the middle breath it's like the neutral air that just flows in I guess <laughs> <laughs> and then, but he was so focused on his mantra. Was he chanting Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya? Yeah. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya that the whole universe started to choke because he had stopped breathing. All the demigods came running to the Lord. Please stop this somehow, you know. We can't breathe. His tapasya is so powerful that the entire universe is being Restricting his breathing. This is how Krishna wanted everybody to recognize Dhruva Maharaj. Here's this five-year-old giving up everything to become absorbed in devotional service. So then the Lord's like revealed himself to Dhruva and uh, Dhruva became so happy that he didn't want a kingdom anymore. He felt like his big desire was just like broken pieces of glass. When he saw the Lord, I just want you. So Narada Muni, whoever he comes in contact with, becomes successful. 
in their devotional service. And he continuously, eternally sings the glories of the Lord. And just recently, who did he appear as? Somebody say it. Srivast Thakur, Lord Chaitanya's dear most associate, whom he had kirtans in Srivast Thakur's house every night, all night long, from nighttime until sunrise. That was some ecstatic kirtans there. And they wouldn't let anybody in who wasn't one of those associates. So the atmosphere would remain perfect. And one night, Srivastakur hears the ladies crying, right? So he goes to see what's going on. His son had just died in the middle of this kirtan, Lord Chaitanya's kirtan, but he didn't want to disturb the kirtan. Isn't that horrible? Don't you want to disturb the kirtan if your son dies? Don't you think it would warrant you stopping the kirtan? Don't you think it's very insensitive? Your son dies. The Srivast Chakra was like, no, no, no. Lord Chaitanya, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, is here with his eternal associates having just an ecstatic kirtan, which we can't even understand the ecstasy that they're experiencing. So he's like, no, no, no. Be quiet. Let the kirtan go on. And Lord Chaitanya, he felt, he felt something was different in the kirtan, so he questioned Srivas Thakur. And Srivas said, my son died. He goes, you should have told me. He goes, I didn't want to disturb the kirtan. He goes, no, no, you should, you know. So he then he woke Srivas Thakur's son up. So Srivas Thakur was highly instrumental in Lord Chaitanya's pastimes of absorbing themselves, all those amazing eternal associates of the Lord in this ecstatic kirtan every night at his house. So if you go on the Navadri Mandala Parikrama now, I think the first place they that we went anyway, we went in 1993, but they do it every year. We went to Srivas's kirtan hall. And that's where you have the kirtan, the, the, the first evening kirtan. So you get to go there and stand in that place where Goranga Mahaprabhu and all the eternal associates had kirtan. So you still get to go to this place and get the benefit of the ecstasy that they impregnated that whole place with, the Holy Dham, is, is, is full of the love of Godhead that they left. And if we're receptive to that, we can also get purified when we go there. So Narada Muni, we were describing the other day, he's so many pastimes are there. The nectar devotion, there's some description that when he smiles, the effulgence from his teeth light up the clouds. So many different wonderful descriptions of Narada Muni all throughout the Bhagavatam. Um, in Krishna Leela, where he was telling Kamsa, you know, Krishna, you think he's the eighth son, but Prabhupada says, eight, seven, six, five, four, 
8765, you know, it could be any one of the kids. He was like bewildering Kamsa, you know, to become more angry and just hurry up with the process of killing all the children so Krishna would come and and kill him, purify him and all the other horrible demons that were running the planet at the time that Krishna ended up killing. So Narada Muni was very instrumental in all these amazing pastimes. Um, so here we're being encouraged to sing ourselves the glories of the Lord by using the meters. Who knows the meters? Somebody of you have studied harmonium or anything or singing? Sing them. Say, come on, somebody sing. Sa-ra-ga-ma-pa-dha-ni-sa. Right? Something like that. So, these, tra- these are transcendental syllables. These words. Saji, I don't know what they mean because there's no translation. Some of you probably know what they mean. But these are all transcendental vibrations. So nowadays, you know, you go to India and the Bollywood people are singing all this stuff using these things for their mundane, polluting music. But the original intention of all this singing is to glorify the Supreme Lord. It's like in the West here, pretty much a lot of the music that was in America was all gospel music from different cultures of people singing in the churches and and then gradually it all got degraded to now we have all kinds of horrible vibrations coming out and these horrible subwoofers that you can hear for blocks, you can feel them for blocks, polluting the atmosphere destroying people's brains and their hearts Whereas the transcendental glories that Narada Muni is singing and Srila Prabhupada is singing and the pure devotees are singing, they restore our natural pure-heartedness. This is the way that we become purified. Lord Chaitanya said, Hare Nama, Hare Nama, Hare Nama, Eva Kevalam. Kalo nasta eva nasta eva nasta eva gatiranyata. Three times. Hare Nama, Hare Nama, Hare Nama. The holy name, the holy name, the holy name of the Lord. There's no other way. There's no other way. There's no other way. Right? What's the other way? Huh? There's no other way. Are you sure? Right? No other way. No other way. No other way. And he himself traveled all over India like a mad lion. Krishna, 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 Krishna. Krishna, 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 hey. And he purified everybody singing this beautiful song as he traveled around. He sang... Rama Raghava, Rama Raghava, Rama Raghava, Rakshama. We played the Lord Ramachandra to please protect him. He is Lord Ram. But he's praying to Lord Ram also. 
Right? Krishna Keshava, Rama Raghava. So he traveled and what did he do? He sang. Lord Jaitanya was constantly singing the holy names. Roaring like a mad lion almost. It says almost like a mad lion. You know how loud lions roar? Anybody ever heard it? It's petrifying. They're so loud and so powerful. Of course, Lord Chaitanya wasn't petrifying. It was purifying. And when Lord Nityananda appeared in Radhadesh, what was the name of the town? Huh? Eka Chakra. There was this giant roaring. He was roaring. Everybody in the whole play all over could hear it because he's the supreme personality of Godhead. And his roar is like Lord Nishringadev's roar. When Lord Nishringadev roared, it came out of every atom. So all the big demons who were there supporting Harunikashipu and Harunikashipu themselves were like bewildered because the roar is coming out of their bodies and their brains. It's coming out of everything because Krishna's in every atom. So Lord Nityananda roaring and everybody can hear. Any of you been to Rajpur? To the Jagannath temple? Yeah? In Mayapur? The beautiful big Jagannath? They're also roaring because what happened was their pujari kind of left them there. And because he was afraid there was some kind of war, riot going on, the Muslim, Hindu, or something like that. And at night, they could hear this big voice, really loud, the whole village could hear this voice. Where is my servant? You know, he was calling out for different things. And everybody was so scared, because they heard this loud voice of Lord Jagannath. So finally, the police chief came and found the pujari who was hiding somewhere and said, you have to go and attend to Lord Jagannath because he's, we're never going to get any sleep. <laughs> Lord Jagannath is so, is so loud. So <clears throat> the beautiful loud chanting of the holy names done by the Lord himself and Lord Nityananda and Narada Muni, the beautiful loud singing. The we don't have it here, so I can't read the verses. This beautiful verse, and this, this is the second verse of the second chapter of the Chaitanya Charitamrita that describes that our tongues are like deserts that require vast quantities of water to quench. And the devotees of the Lord are singing the Ganges-like glories of the Lord, which is flowing across my desert-like tongue, purifying my tongue. And Prophet's purport is so amazing. He says, people are trying to satisfy their tongues in so many ways. There's so many conferences where people are calling out for this and that and for Brahman and for a different, you know, social reform and whatever, you know. There's all varieties of things people are making a big hoot about, right? They're trying to satisfy the tongue. We want this, we want that, you know, this is wrong, this is bad, 
whatever. But the solution is not that, because that actually doesn't satisfy the soul. What satisfies the soul is the loud singing and dancing and glorifying the Lord. This is Narada Muni's pastime. He's the eternal singer of the glories of the Lord. So this is what actually solves all of our problems and purifies our hearts and makes us happy and restores our spiritual eternal relationship with the Lord is Hare Nama, Hare Nama, Hare Nama, Eva Kevalam, Kalo Nasta Eva, Nasta Eva, Nasta Eva, Gaturnita. There is no other solution than chanting Hare Krishna and singing the glories of the Lord, singing the Bhagavatam. That's why I always, you know, push everybody because we have to learn how to sing these beautiful mantras. These are the eternal glorification of the Lord in the Srimad Bhagavatam. It's not a temporary vibration. This has been, these glories of the Lord have been sung forever. And of course, Narada Muni, we don't know exactly how many creations he's been through, but the last verse, he gets absorbed with the Lord, and when he inhales with Brahma and everybody, and gets comes back out, and now he's saying how he's singing the glories of the Lord. So Srila Prabhupada, Narada Muni got this beautiful gift. There's so many different gifts people get from the Lord. And when Srila Prabhupada was in... Uh, Um, where did his first disciple? He had that first preacher in Jhansi. Is that what it was? In Jhansi, huh? In Jhansi, and Srila Prabhupada was there doing kirtan, and his Acharya Prabhakar, his first disciple, came to the door, and he sees this light beaming out from underneath the door. So he timidly goes there, and he knocks on the door. And Srila Prabhupada's there, and the whole room's lit up with effulgence, and Prabhupada's wearing this beautiful flower garland. And he offers his obeisances to the disciple, and he gets up, and he's like, Wow, Srila Prabhupada's so effulgent. And then he spoke with him, and then he asked him, because he noticed that this garland was extraordinary. There's no flowers like that anywhere around that area. And he, Srila Prabhupada, where did the garland come from? He goes, the problem was doing kirtan for three days at this place. And he said, Krishna came and he appeared and he gave me the garland. So, Srila Prabhupada attracted Krishna. And our devotion to our spiritual master can attract their attention. And, and we can become blessed. I remember Chitsukananda Prabhu was here many years ago when he lived here. Well, I don't know if it was when he lived here or not, but he was staying at my house, I think. And he came to lead the Sunday feast kirtan. And I was behind him a few minutes. When I, when I got to the steps of the building, right past the steps, I could feel Prabhupada's presence here in the temple room really strongly from out there. And I knew exactly what it was. But I ran from there into the temple room, and it was Chitsukananda doing kirtan. And to me, it was very obvious that Srila Prabhupada had come to hear his kirtan, to participate in his kirtan. Because you could feel Prabhupada's presence so strongly, it was like undeniable. So, you know, I remember 
when after Gurudev left, you have Gurudev's rocker, right, Dharma? I went to Dharma's house a short time after Gurudev left, and I could feel Gurudev's presence in that rocking chair, in, in Dharma's, wherever that chair was in his house. And I went to several different disciples' homes of Tamal Krishnamaraj, Indra Nilamani. I could feel, because he did so many programs there in that room, I could feel his presence there. So, you know, the guru is attracted by the devotion of the disciple. Uh, he wants to, the, the Krishna and the, and, the, and the Vaishnavas, they want to bless everybody. But those who are the most eager to be blessed by their service, then the guru comes and blesses them. So, that's what we want we're supposed to act in, in the way that the guru sees us, not that we go to see the guru or Krishna, but we act in such a way that they see us. So the way that we can be seen by the Lord, of course we come here for darshan and for kirtan, but is by our outreach activities of doing harinam and prashadam distribution and book distribution and so many different ways the devotees go and do programs. Uh, the Krishna becomes attracted to that. And uh, I remember one time we were at Sarvajayamadava's house and all the youth were leading the kirtan. I know Rupa was there, Hari was there, and Kap was there, and the whole big group. And I remember sitting there, I think Giraj Maharaj, I don't know, I think maybe he was there, I can't remember exactly, but... Anyway, the whole house just like it turned into this beautiful Vaikuntha atmosphere and it turned into this whole transcendental. And I was like, wow, man, Krishna's really has blessed this situation. So this is what we want. We want to transcend all this horrible, horrible, horrible modes of nature and this horrible Kali Yuga. And this is the way to do it. Narada Muni's right here. Uh, telling us, sing. Learn these beautiful mantras, these different songs of Bhaktivinoda Thakur, the songs of Naratam Das Thakur. And uh, learn them and sing them and uh, distribute Krishna consciousness. Anybody have any questions or comments? Nico, you got a question? Oh, Dharma, sorry. This isn't the holy place. I mean, it is. Sorry, Radha College, I didn't mean to say that. But the city of Dallas is a very demoniac city. It's not a spiritual town. There's all kinds of crazy stuff going on, all kinds of crazy people running around trying to be God themselves. So, <clears throat> so the only solution, only hope we have is to increase the quality of our hearing and chanting. Prabhupada said that the mode of ignorance can be counteracted if we get up in early in the morning 
Radhakala Chunji gets up at around four. And then there's a Mongol Artik, and then there's, you know, greeting the deities. And so our, my particular problem is I am in the mode of ignorance more than the mode of passion even. And uh, so these things are necessary. It's like when you're really, really sick and you feel good when you take the medicine, but then you stop taking the medicine and then you get sick again. So our medicine, we need to take stronger doses if we're, if we're really sick. Sometimes we need more doses. You know, it takes a while to get it into the system, but sometimes we need more doses. So here, the glorification of the holy names is the only way, the only way, the only way. Narada Muni singing it. And we know that we sing it. And you know, we know when we went to the Holy Dom, right? And you get back for about two weeks, you're really transcendental. And then it sinks back in and then we lose it because we're here in the West. And we, and we don't have the same intensity of our spiritual practice. So we have to pray for the Lord's mercy and for the Guru's mercy. And we have to, uh, I mean, I just speaking for myself, I, I, we just need to, uh, spend more time hearing and chanting. And that's very difficult. But if we can get up in the mornings, that helps a lot. It's helped me a lot. I mean, I haven't been, I didn't go to the morning program for a long time. And somehow, by some stroke of mercy, I, I got up when they first started opening the temple. And it's been quite amazing to get up early and chant Joppa in the temple and just, you know, being able to sing and try and glorify Shishi Radhakala Chanji. The process of the Lord Chaitanya gave is to live in a holy place, to worship the deity, to associate with devotees, to chant Hare Krishna, to study Srimad Bhagavatam. So, Ayendra Prabhu would, would quote sometimes the song the, of Naratam Das Thakur saying that this chanting and dancing process actually work. He said, but we have to do it. <laughs> it's like, you know, you got a whole plate full of medicine and good prasadam there and you're hungry as anything but you don't eat it. It's like you know the honey jar is there but we don't we don't taste it. And that's our condition. We're conditioned to be Prabhupada said he called it causeless unwillingness to surrender to Krishna. That cartoon chant, chant, chant can't, can't, can't. You know, we're, we're belligerent against Krishna. We're eternally conditioned to be belligerent against devotional service. We're like, nah, I'd rather watch movies or I'd rather go do this or do that. You know what I mean? We're, we're really, I mean, speaking for myself, completely absorbed in the mode of ignorance. But getting up early, I didn't want to ever, I didn't want to say this because I'm not getting up for my own, just to try and rub it into people and say that we should, you all should be getting up or anything like that. I'm getting up just for my own purification and I'm not saying, I haven't said a word to anybody. But since you asked, um, the amount of potency that comes from going to Mongol Arctic is, is actually can uplift you. And Prabhupada said, 
that if we chant 16 good rounds, we can remember Krishna all day. So that's our problem. We think we're grihastas. Prabhupada said, grihasta means you're in Maya. Because look at what we're doing. We have to work, take care of the kids, do this, do that. It's so exhausting. And then at the end of the day, we're like, oh man, I don't feel like doing anything. I'm totally exhausted and hungry and, you know, I don't have any energy. It's just, that's just what it is, right? We, we all feel like that. It's such a drain just to live here in this society. So, you know, we're suffering and that's, you know, we all know that. We're all in the same boat, exactly. Because we're grihastas and we have to work and all these different things. So, you know, it's, it's hopeless in a certain respect because material society is hopeless. It's like you jump into this giant river and it just, whoo, just takes you with it. You know, getting caught up in, in the mundane society, it's, it's, it's not. It's like jumping in, and you can't get out of the river because it's too powerful. Uh, you can't. It's hard to adjust. But if you get up early enough before all that stuff starts and start chanting, then you have a chance. That's kind of our. That's kind of our. That's how Prabhupada pushed. I remember Chitsukananda. They were. I forget where they went. They were in Cornavaca. They went to some other town, and they were preaching all night or something. I don't know what happened, but they didn't get up for Mungal Archie could probably came in and he was so angry. But he wasn't really angry. He was just like, why didn't you get up? You know, what's wrong with you? Because they're disciples. Now, when you take initiation, you are doing the perfect thing because you're allowing yourself to become trained by a pure devotee. So probably very kindly, like a father was chastising his disciples that, you know, get up in the morning and chant Hare Krishna. Sleep later. Get your rounds done. You have to not sleep as much. But we're we're in the mode, so it's really difficult to do that. It's really difficult to do. Then, then this horrible thing comes, this whole COVID thing comes and makes everybody depressed because we can't associate together because we're being told to lock ourselves in our homes. <laughs> I mean, how sick. You know, you don't realize how sick of your home you are until you're locked in it, you know. House arrest. It's very, very boring. It's very depressing to actually have to be locked up. So, luckily the devotees are, you know, trying to put out as much stuff online as possible. But there's nothing like coming here and and seeing Radhakalachanji and let them see us, you know, and sing their sing a kirtan. So anyway, I'm sorry to drag the answer on too long, but it's uh you know the process we have to somehow push ourselves. Some some someone in Vrindavan asked Prabhupada a question about Japa. And Prabhupada said we have to force ourselves to chant Hare Krishna. You know, it's like we have to force ourselves to take the medicine because we're sick. Force. Prophet said that. You have to, we have to force ourselves to chant with enthusiasm. Doesn't that seem artificial to you? Why do you have to force yourself to chant Hare Krishna? Because we're so sick, we won't even do it unless we force ourselves. 
That's just our sick condition. You know, we know we should get up and do exercise and walk around and eat right and blah, 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 you know, New Year's resolutions. We're like, eh, <laughs> manana, manana. You know? We know what's good for us, but we're just conditioned to forget Krishna. We're in the material world for too long. End of end of answer. It's getting late. Time for prashadam. Somebody else, you had a comment? I did mention Druva. Yeah. And, and there's, there are a couple more young boys mentioned in the Bhagavatam. Uh, one is uh, uh, Hiranyakashipu's son. Prahlad. Well, he didn't really leave home. He, he got brought up in Narada Muni's ashram. Narada saved his mom from the demigods. They were going to kill the child in her womb. And Narada hears Kayadu screaming. And he's like, oh. So he comes to the rescue and he stops the demigods. They're like, can you imagine how bad the kid's going to be if Haranikashipu is this bad? We want to kill him right off the bat here in the womb. And he's like, no, no, he's a devotee. You can't even kill him anyway. Sorry to interrupt you there. So he didn't actually leave home, but he was away from home because he was born in Narada Muni's ashram with a bunch of devotees who live there or wherever that beautiful place is. I don't know. I have no Maybe someday we can go visit there, right? I, I think it's interesting that uh, Narada really didn't have who was specifically mentioned in the Bhagavad Prabhupada quotes Prahlad Maharaj. He quotes one verse in particular more than any verse that he quoted in his preaching, Komara Acharat Pragyo Dharmam Bhagavataniha Dulabam Manusam Janma Tarapyadruvamartaram. From the very beginning of childhood, when one is in his tender age, one should practice the activities of devotional service. I don't know, I can't remember the, the last part of the verse, but that we should utilize our lives from youth to practice devotional service because then that impression. Also, in the other youth was mentioned, but he was an old man by the end of the story, was Ajamil. Ajamil was raised as a Vaishnava Brahmin and chanting the name of Narayan and was a pious and got married and a pious, but then he fell down. And then at the end of life, he named his son Narayan. But he was also, because of his young, pure upbringing, at the end of his life, he was able to be inspired by the Lord to name his son Narayan and then he was chanting Narayan's name all the time with great love and devotion because it was his son and then all of a sudden our dear friends the Yamadudas show up <laughs> and those guys are the most you think they got some bad dudes in some of the street gangs here they ain't nothing compared to the Yamadudas man these guys are petrifying coming to take Ajamil and then, then the Vishnu Duda showed up and said they cut the ropes and said stop can't take him he's so sinful look at him he's a gambler he's a thief he's married a prostitute had a kid when he was 80 look at this guy he's a total mess sorry you're wrong 
He chanted the name of the Lord without offense. He cried out the name of the Lord without any offense. And the, and the, the Yamadudas are like, they're speechless. They're like, they had this whole discussion, but they were like, come back to Yamaraj. We thought you were the authority. What happened? Who are these people? So yeah, our youth, our children, you know, we're lucky we got this community where our kids are being brought up to think about Krishna. They're doing all these dramas and kirtans and learning songs and that has an effect on them, you know. It has a great effect on them to where they become, you know, remain devotees or and favorable to Krishna consciousness for their whole lives. So we we get to do the same thing. We started late, but you know, better late than never, Prabhupada says. So it doesn't matter. We can fall down and have so many problems. We can always pick ourselves back up and start over again. It's not like and it's not starting over again, it's starting where we left off. Because we're all gonna we're all you know, this material world is like that. It's very distracting and very heavy and very troublesome and very mundane. So we, you know, we experience that. We have all kinds of problems, but we, you know, get back up, get back on the horse, dust ourselves off again, and then, you know, keep going. I didn't really answer any question there. I was just talking about the the youth, but it's getting late. I hope there's some prashadam left <laughs> for everybody. Any other questions? Back to Steve. Well, it's very nice to hear about Narada Muni, obviously, right? He's like the topmost nectar man, you know, of the universe. He's the, Prabhupada called him in the last verse in the purport. He called him the transcendental spaceman or something. How did he say it? Liberated spaceman. He can travel everywhere unrestricted. He's a liberated spaceman. Yeah, I don't remember if it was the Vaikuntha, if it was like Swetadweep Vaikuntha here in the universe where Kiridakshai Lushi lives, or if it was somewhere else. I don't. Either one, he was very powerful. We have a Vaikuntha planet even in this universe. Yeah, that's where the Lord Shai Vishnu lives, so. And then Dhruva Mars lives there too. It's called the Pole Star. And all the planets in the universe circumambulate that pole star. If you look at it, if you go to one of those planetariums or whatever you call them, like I went to the fair park with the kids one year and they had a, a time-lapsed photography thing of, of the movements of the stars and, and it showed how they're circumambulating going around the pole star. So the Lord's, you know, the center of the universe, but we don't know that. We're just unaware because we don't have any proper leadership that even bothers to get educated about spirituality and they're just interested in politics and economics and whatever. So we don't have any actual leader. They separated spirituality from the leadership. So now all we have is mundane leadership. 
And then the universities are difficult too because even though they have a wonderful, you know, classes on how to get good jobs and certain things and all that, it's not complete either because they don't have any education about the self. So Prabhupada gives this education here. Srimad Bhagavatam is considered to be the cream of the cream of the Vedic knowledge of education. Like you take cream, take milk, and you take the cream out, and then you churn that and it becomes, you know, turn it into yogurt, and then they turn that into, they churn that and turn that into butter, and then clarify that butter and turn it into ghee, which is the purest form. So the Srimad Bhagavatam is like the top layer of the spiritual education of the universe, not just earth, of the entire universe. So, Srimad Bhagavatam, we're indebted, Kijai. Thank you very much for coming. Hare Krishna. Did any of you ladies have a question or comment? I didn't see you back there in the shadows. Not shadows, but any questions or comments? Oh, really? Huh? Sydney Bryan. Sydney Bryan. How did you all find out about it? Uh, My name is Chaitanya Chandra Das. Everybody just calls me Chaitanya. Been here in Dallas for a long time, since like 82. When we... Oh, okay. Wow. Where do you live again? Lake Water, East Texas. Lake? Lake Water, Texas. Wow. Glade Water? It's on 20? Yeah. Okay. Wow. Long drive. Thank you for taking the time to come. If you want us to come out there and do a kirtan at your place and, and read and, you know, bring some prasadam, we can do that. Yeah, no, we can come out there. You guys can, you know, however, whenever you want to set up some little thing, invite your friends or whatever. We can come out there and do a kirtan there and we can bring some prasadam or cook there, whatever. Hey, Nico Prabhu, can you see if there's some prashadam for them? They brought you some already. Oh, good, good. Somebody, Vishnu Priya was thinking about you. That's good. Thanks.